Welcome to Rogue News. We are the preeminent geostrategic, geoeconomic, and geopolitical news show on YouTube and on the web. Join us for hard-hitting analysis, behind-the-scenes strategy, and brutal commentary. Find out why many consider us the place to get their news and information. Check us out at roguenews.com. Follow us on Twitter at Real Rogue News, Facebook, and most of the popular podcasting apps. Most of all, remember to subscribe, like, comment, and share. buildings in various other countries, not in Ukraine. But his statements from yesterday were quite astounding to the BBC. He basically said, we're going to continue this war forever. And he said, there has to be regime change in Russia. We need the weapons. If you give us the weapons, we'll win. But we're going to continue this fight until we do win. And this comes at the same time that the British announced they're going to provide long-range missiles 
to the Ukrainians. Uh, as the British have done all along, they're, they're moving in the lead. You have on the one hand, the, the Brits were the first ones to provide tanks, uh, depleted uranium. Oh, yeah. Uh, now they're providing these long range missiles. It was the British think tank, the Royal Storm, United Storm Services. Storm Shadow, I think they're called, right? The Storm Shadow missiles. Storm Shadow, yeah. Uh, it, it was the British think tank, the Royal United Services Institute, RUSI, which is a, a, the oldest uh, government-sponsored think tank in, in the United Kingdom. They were the first ones to say that Crimea has to be taken. And they even had a, one of their directors talk about the Crimean missile crisis, that they're going to force a situation where Russia may have to use nuclear weapons to save Crimea. So for those people who don't think the British are still involved in making policy, uh, you're just missing something quite important because of the control the Brits have over the narrative. Yeah. You know, the funny thing is they delivered storm shadows to the Ukrainians. How the hell are they going to launch them? Because these are air-launched cruise missiles. So Well, they... that's a good question. But you, I, I don't know if you saw... Uh, British Defense or Foreign Secretary Cleverly, who's obviously misnamed, misnamed and uh, Anthony Blinken at their no. press conference on May 9th, the, the day that the Russians were celebrating Victory Day, Putin made an impassioned speech about memory, uh, the, keeping the memory alive of those who sacrificed for Russia in the past. Uh, he made the case for the war and, and for the continuation until the, uh, there's security for Russia. So the same day, Cleverly and Blinken were meeting in Washington. And after all this talk about how Ukraine's going to win, and then the Pentagon Papers come out through these leaks showing that no one in the U.S. Defense Department believes that, Cleverly made the following statement. Uh, we will continue to support Ukraine irrespective of whether the forthcoming offensive generates huge gains on the battlefield. And then he said, of course, there are no certainties when it comes to conflict. So he's basically saying, well, we may not win, but our goal is the degrading of Russia, not necessarily winning this war. Correct. And then Blinken backed it up. And Blinken said, don't worry, we have strong bipartisan support. And after the meeting, Biden announced another $1.2 billion in military aid to Ukraine. And when uh, Blinken was asked about what about these Pentagon leaks? And he said, oh, that was March. The Ukrainian military is much better prepared today. People are insane, man. Absolutely insane. Well, and then add to that that when you had uh, Xi talk to Zelensky, and by the way, there are all sorts of rumors. Uh, Zelensky may be in Rome today, and it's possible that he'll be meeting with Pope Francis, who's been trying to, to mediate the situation. Um, G tried to give Zelensky a way out by basically saying, you give up the war, accept the idea of neutrality, and we'll help rebuild you. But after the Xi-Zelensky talks, what happens? Uh, Richard Dierloff, the former head of MI6, shows up in Kiev and gave the Boris Johnson message, namely, no talks. We'll keep arming you, but you must not talk. This is so, this is insanity. I, I sit here and I scratch my head at the wonder of Western intelligence. Uh, truly, we are led by morons, idiots, and miseducated, uneducated fools. 
<laughs> because here's well, the thing, Harley. I'm looking at this a piece of junk uh, weapon system known as the Storm Shadow, aptly named. I mean, it's, it's a better name than it is an actual system. It's basically a subpar American uh, uh, tomahawk, almost, right? The tomahawk itself is a dilapidated weapon system on its own. This thing only has 155-mile range, and it's only air-launched. I'm still trying to figure out what aircraft the Ukrainians have left that can even carry a storm shadow, number one. Now, the, un the miseducated idiots in the West would say, well, the, the Ukrainians would probably use a Polish MiG-29s. MiG-29s are not fitted to carry the uh, storm shadow. It's, a comp it's like, I don't know, it's like taking a, a, a round peg and putting it into a square hole. Uh, but but v, yeah. v, you're missing the picture. The Ukrainians have the equivalent of a garage shop where they can refit all these missiles and weapons and drones and and combat the Russians. In fact, they put out the story last week that they shot down one of the hypersonic yeah Kinzel. Um, rockets with, with with a Patriot. <laughs> yeah, I almost fell out of my chair. The mythology that is created by Washington and London and these so-called military leaders, the mythology that they used to bilk the very taxpayers and its own population into believing that fomenting a nuclear war will somehow is not a big deal and they won't get hurt. And don't worry, your city won't be vaporized. It's fine because after all, we took a Patriot missile system, which cannot even shoot down a Katushka rocket from World War II. And we're able to intercept a Mach 12, Mach 12 plus hypersonic Kinzel. It's incredible. Well, some in the Pentagon are saying that the Russians are hyping their hypersonic missiles. They're not really that good. They're not that fast. Uh, but here's, <laughs> but here's, here's the reality. This statement from Cleverly, they do intend to continue irregular warfare permanently against Russia. And here's one of the, the hints of that. The Ukrainian military intelligence chief, Budanov, said that Ukraine will kill Russians everywhere until Ukraine has victory. Insane. Now, this is the guy who says Putin is dying of cancer. Yeah. According to him, Putin really died a couple months ago. Yeah, we're this watching the a same robot now. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, what, what they're doing is hyping this to play on the ignorance of Western populations of what's going on. Now, then the, the other thing you've got going is this so-called debt ceiling debate. And... You know, whether they raise the debt ceiling or not doesn't really matter because they're, they're going to continue to pump fake money into the system to bail out bankrupt corporations and bankrupt banks. And we're, we're looking at a situation in which the biggest banks that are going to swallow up the smaller banks are just taking on more debt with less collateral. And they're going to be forced to go lining up before the New York Fed to get more money. And the question is, does this never stop? And if you listen to Jerome Powell, he's playing coy about whether there'll be more interest rate hikes or not. They're going to do everything they can to try and keep the stock market up between now and the November 2024 election. I'm not sure that can work. I, I don't see how they can do it. Although, you know, you, you, as, as you know, V, they've been able to keep this Ponzi scheme going longer than anybody thought they would. Yeah. But they have the blowouts here and there, and then they tell people, oh, don't worry, everything's fundamentally sound. 
We're going to back all your money. And, you know, most people who hear that feel comfortable because the $2,000 they have in their savings account will be guaranteed. This is not about the $2,000 savings account or the $7,000 college fund. This is about the millions of dollars of fake assets being held by the biggest bankrupt banks and corporations. That's who's getting bailed out. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It's incredible. And, and what we're seeing more and more is the vertical integration of wealth, the consolidation of power. And we're also seeing the consolidation of an alternative. I, I was just on the phone today with a news anchor in a, of the English station in Algeria who reported to me about the meeting between the uh, foreign minister of South Africa and the foreign minister of Algeria earlier this week, in which Algeria formally applied for membership in the BRICS. And the South African foreign minister, who's a big supporter of, of the BRICS, the Brazil, Russia, India, China, South Africa alliance, said that they're more than happy to bring in Algeria as one of 19 or 20 other countries that want to join the BRICS. Now, in the meantime, one of the funniest things I've ever seen was this press conference given by Sullivan and Blinken, the new comedy team from the White House, where they said, oh, we're going to have our own Belt and Road Initiative. We're going to have port construction. We're going to have rail building. We're going to connect the world through U.S. and, and Western technology. They can't even con connect Washington, D.C. and Philadelphia. What are they talking about? Exactly. exactly. And where's the money going to come from? They're, they're going to print it out of thin air, or they're going to bilk it from the tra taxpayer. And they're, they're, going to build, they're going to build bridges out of thin air is what's yep. going to happen. <laughs> mm -hmm. no, it's, it's really amazing to see the delusion of the West. And I think we saw a beautiful example of this last Saturday. I, I don't know how much time you spent mesmerized by the sad faces of King Charles and Queen Camilla. Oh, God. But this, this childish dress-up game that was played before breathless reporters who were talking about, this is so wonderful, the tradition and the, the pomp. The pomp. Yeah. Yes, the circumstance. So amazing. Grown adults in 2023 running around wearing costumes. Well, what was really amazing is that I made some comments about it, and I got the most response from people from the United Kingdom. One of the typical comments was, did you notice that the crowns were too big for their heads? And I, I responded, it's not that the crowns were too big, big, it's that their heads are too small. And if you look at this, this is the mythology that they use to keep people from rebelling. You know, in, in the United Kingdom, the adult generation, the 50 plus is generally favorable to the monarchy because that's all they have. But the 24 to 35 generation, only about 30% want to continue the monarchy. Now, in Australia, it's about 50-50, but it's about two-thirds of the younger generation want to break away from the, the crown. New Zealand, it's the same kind of percentage. Then you have the countries from the uh, Jamaica, the, the uh, Caribbean, that still have the king as their monarch, they're about to break as well. So we're seeing this fracturing occurring 
but it's primarily driven by economics. It's not that they they think Charles is such a bad guy. Of course, they know he's a bad guy. I mean, the idea that the British were civilizing influence when they killed millions of people in India, they killed several million in Ireland. The idea of the British Empire as a civilizing force is one of the biggest fairy tales ever. But it's a fairy tale that maybe people in, in the West believe, but in the global South, no one believes it. And so they're looking forward to an ability to set up a financial system that's an alternative to the dollar. Or many of them would like to see a change in the United States so that the United States would become part of the BRICS. That would be the solution. That's what we think would be the, the best thing. But unless you have an education policy in which the Americans come to understand that our enemies are not Russia and China and South Africa, but our enemies are the permanent bureaucracy in the Justice Department, the State Department, the swindlers who run the Treasury and the Federal Reserve. Those are the enemies of the United States. And until people recognize that, it's going to be very difficult to change the policy of the United States. Absolutely. 100%. Harley, what else is on your, on your radar screen that you're seeing that is a, a big issue that we need to be paying attention to for the next coming weeks? Well, here's something that, that really is important to look at. What's happening in the European Union? Sure. You, you have this undemocratic European Commission that actually rules the European Union. They have a European Union parliament, which you can see on television. It's a, a joke. They have a bunch of yes-men and a few people like Claire Daly from Ireland who speak the truth. But for the most part, it's a, a, a sad charade. But meanwhile, Germany's deindustrialization is gaining rapid uh, acceleration. Uh, there's a likelihood that Greece will leave the European Union. It was destroyed during its last financial crisis. It's never recovered. 57% in France don't trust the European Union. Uh, a growing number of people in countries such as Hungary, uh, Slovakia, uh, Serbia, who have been offered European Union membership and are getting nothing from it, are thinking of leaving. And in, in Germany, the auto sector fell 10% year on year from last March 2022 to March 2023. The consumer sector is, is cratering, a 6.7% drop, a 9% drop in investment in new businesses. In other words, not only are new businesses not being created, but old businesses are, are going under. The, the farmers are being attacked everywhere in Europe. Why? Because they're too productive. They're producing enough food. And so they're taking farmland away from them, out of farming, and they're going to put it on auctions where it can be bought up by BlackRock and others. So as much as we look at Biden in the United States and say, how can people put up with this clown? The situation in Europe is more advanced. I expect we'll see maybe not uh, in the next couple of months, but by the autumn, we're going to see a very hot autumn, including in places like Britain. Uh, oh, yeah. In, in France, it hasn't been resolved yet. There's a... a an attempt that's going to come up in the parliament in two weeks to overturn Macron's pension law. If that fails, we'll probably see millions more back out in the streets. So keep an eye on the European Union. The European Union is not serving the people of any nation of Europe. It's serving the bankers, 
It's serving the globalists. And it is, at, at this point, the other thing that's going on with the EU is the debate on whether they can do to China what they did to Russia. In other words, sanction any business relations so there's no relationship between China and Europe. If they do that, many of the European countries are going to be in, in horrible shape. Uh, just as, look, we, we have shortages of certain goods and, and material in the United States because of the sanctions on China. That's not going to stop Biden. You know, to the extent Biden can still speak a few words, one of his favorite words is sanctions. Yeah. So I, I think we're going to see a, a, maybe not a hot summer, uh, but we're going to see a very hot autumn. And in the meantime, a lot of preparation is going into alternative plans, including here in Germany. I've been invited to speak at some conferences to present the LaRouche proposals, uh, starting with Glass-Steagall. And, you know, for those who don't fully understand why Glass-Steagall is so important, I did a uh, webcast, I think, last Tuesday where I talked about it. The, the key to Glass-Steagall is that you eliminate bailouts. And if you eliminate bailouts by banking separation, by making the speculative investment banks eat their own losses, yeah. you guarantee they're not going to be the major power in the country. And you only protect commercial banks to the extent they're using the credit they get to fund small businesses, entrepreneurs, industrial startups, and so on. And that's how you restore the United States. And it's actually a very simple process. The, the fact that people don't understand it shows the extent to which they've destroyed common sense thinking about economics. Very well said. Harley, thank you so much for joining us today and just sharing us this amazing knowledge. Folks, I, I recommend that you go over to the Schiller Institute as well as the LaRouche Pack. Sign up. Sign up today. They do incredible symposiums online. Get active especially in your local governments, create the noise, create the, 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 the idea, help to spread the ideas that create change. Harley, any of the last things you'd like to say? Well, just if, if just one correction, it, it's the LaRouche organization. Oh, and that's, LaRouche where, organization that's okay. That's where you can find my daily update. Uh, five days a week, I do a, a morning update. It, it comes out usually in the morning in the United States, 10 to 12 minutes where I hit the key news that you're not getting because of the sensor, the uh, what I call the disinformation industrial complex. Very well said. And with that being said, folks, thank you all for listening in. Happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there, and enjoy your weekends. Cheers.